0: Isaiah 52 tonight, I'm going to give you a thought that I truly believe that we need to address ourselves and not only ourselves, but as the church of the living God. Isaiah 52 and verse number 1, he said, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the city holy city, for henceforth thou shalt no more come into thee, the uncircumcised and the unclean, shake thyself from the dust and rise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughters of Zion. For thus saith the Lord: Ye have sold yourselves for naught, and ye shall be redeemed without money. For thus saith the Lord God: My people went down aforetime into Egypt, and so to sojourn there, and the Assyrians oppressed them without cause. And therefore, what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for naught, that they rule over them, make them to howl, saith the Lord. And by my name continually every day is blasphemed. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that doeth speak. Behold, it is I. Verse nine, break forth into joy, singing together, ye wasted places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in his eyes of all the nation, all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart ye, ye depart ye, go ye out from hence and touch no unclean thing. Go ye out into the midst of her, be ye, un- be ye clean, that heareth the vessels of the Lord. For ye shall not go out without haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel be- will be your re- rear reward. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts and just give us the message we stand to end up. Lord, we praise you tonight. We thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, help us now. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I understand this text is written for the nation of Israel. It's written to a nation of God's people. However, I believe in this day this and age, the same God in Isaiah chapter 52, uh, in that day, it's the same God that we're serving today. I believe God' word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I believe that the verses in Isaiah 53, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the enchantment of our peace is upon Him. Those verses apply to me tonight because I am living now through Christ Jesus. I am one of His. I am part of the people of God. I am part of the church of God. I believe the same context applied in this verse when he said, Awake and wake, put on thy strength, O Zion. I believe he is talking to God's people specifically, and I believe that you and I can put ourselves in that place this night. I I believe the church of God, the body of Christ, we're living in this body of uh, the believers that we gathered together. We're in that same place Isaiah was, at that time in his life. I I want to take this verse where he said, For thus said the Lord, you have sold yourselves for naught. And I want to preach on this thought just for a little bit. You're selling yourself short. You're selling yourself short. I, I believe this world has lost its mind. You look at the world that we live in and the things that's going on in this world. I truly believe the world has lost a mind. I, I believe the agenda of the America of the day is they're telling us that the same God that we serve and the same Bible that we preach from and the principles we have to follow all these years is going to have to take a back seat to modern day church. What they believe today is to push God away and push the church away. I want to tell you, I believe that the army of God is equipped with all what they need, all they need to survive in this world and to go forth and conquer. I, I believe the people that have been hassled by the hell and the world and the flesh, I, I believe the church of the living God uh, uh, needs to rise up and go to the defense of those that are defenseless and innocent uh, and those that need to hear the word of God and place it in their hearts tonight. There are people here today that are locked up in chains. It's our tra- tra- uh, job as the army of God. To rise up and go fight against the things of the world. That which is evil. It's not time to take a back seat. It's not time to be silent. It's not time to sit down. It is time to rise up and go forth. Equip yourself with the word of God. March forward for God. We're selling ourselves short. And I believe we are because we look at ourselves in the same way the world's looking at us today. We've got this anemic kind of religion. We're weak, weak-minded. We don't have any rights anymore. We don't have a voice in the world anymore. But I want to tell you something tonight. If there's any voice that needs to be heard tonight, that is the voice of God. We need to get a hold of tonight. You need to hear it in your life, hear it in the church. God himself gave his life for you and I. He gave his life for the church. I believe he's trying to call us up out of the sleep that we've gotten into. We've gotten weak-minded, weak back. And God has wanted us to rise up and do something. God has wanted us to rise up and say something. And stop being quiet. Stop taking what the world throws at you and say, well, I have to accept it. No, you don't. Because God is on your side. I believe the Bible. I trust the Bible. And if I believe and trust the Bible, I have to believe and trust in God that he's going to take care no matter what's going to happen in this world. And if you think it's going to get easier, you're wrong. It's going to get worse. I see churches are getting thinner and thinner, leaner and leaner. People are just drifting away. they are gotten weak. they are gone to sleep. Let me give you three things real quick, and we'll go home. First of all, the first verse, it says, Awake, awake. I believe for us to uh, uh, not to sell ourselves short. We need to wake up out of sleep that we have fallen into. Uh, uh, the Church of God needs to wake up. Uh, the Church of God needs to rise up. I believe that we uh, have laid down on God in every aspect of things. We've laid down on God in our Bible reading. Uh, we've laid down on God in our praying. Uh, we've laid down on God in our witness. Uh, we've even laid down on God in coming to our church and tending the church. We've just laid down on God. Now, I, I understand if uh, I have to go and repent. I know my prayer life is not where it should be. and I'm preaching to myself tonight. I know all of you out there that are perfect. You've got no problems. This is not for you. You just sit down and be quiet. But I'm preaching to those who are like me. I've got problems. I, I've got issues. Uh, I, I'm not perfect. Uh, and I have to get right with God. I make mistakes. I let God down. I want to challenge you tonight to wake up and arise out of the sleep that the church has fallen into. The first thing you, you should get is, uh, is get up in the morning is talk to God. Amen? That's, that's, that should be the first thing you do in the morning when you roll out of bed, it's not to grab that cup of coffee. Amen. It's not to grab that eggs and sausage and peppers and all that stuff. The first thing you need to do when you get out of bed, you ought to just start talking to God. And when you lay down at night, the last thing you ought to do, you ought to just start talking to God. Amen you got to have that open communication with God in your life. And if you start in the morning and and just start talking to God and say, Lord, uh, I I don't know what's ahead of me today, uh, but I know that you're in charge. Uh, You're going before me, and I'm just going to trust in you. And during the day, you ought to set time aside in your life just to talk to God. I, I, I feel that we've laid down on talking to God. I'm telling you, the church is going to sleep. But I, I want to be a loud voice, amen. I understand I'm loud in church, but I want to be a loud voice for God. I'm not get backing up on God. I'm not throwing a towel in on God. I'm just going to be as loud as I can. I'm going to tell this world, hey, just like this morning, there is a choice that you need to make, and you go, if you don't make it, that's your choice that you don't make it, but I want to tell people and warn people that God is coming back. And the church needs to have the same mindset. I am not sitting down and being quiet. I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to shout to the top of my voice God is coming back. Thank you. Thank you. you can believe me or not, but I'm just telling you, He's coming back. We don't have to let the world push us around. I understand the government's in charge of things, but I'm just telling you what. When God says this is what you need to do, that's what you need to do. They're coming after you. Paul says, awake, awake, out of the sleep. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. We're living in those days today. We're living in evil days today. Going to bed is not acceptable on God. Amen? You look at this younger generation that we have here. They're, they're depending on our generation. If they don't, if the young generation we have here don't see our generation living for God, walking for God, speaking about God, telling people about God, uh, then when our generation goes along, that generation will have nothing to look back for, have nothing to look to, uh, have nothing to lean on. You need to make sure that you're leaving this generation that's coming up something that's real in their life, something that's stable in their life, that they can depend on God. Going to bed and going to sleep on God is not acceptable in the day and time that we're living in today. We're one generation, listen to me, one generation from the apostasy of God. The church is shutting down, preaching to stop. One generation from that happening today. Why? Because the generation before us. Now, I, I, I have to look back. I look back at all the old great preachers, and I, I, I do a lot of them. I, Charles Spurgeon, I, I, I read a lot of his stuff. Billy Sunday, I read a lot of his stuff. And, and those guys were, were men that were on fire for God. But you don't see preachers that's on fire for God anymore. You see preachers that's on fire for the money. Did I say that? Okay, I just don't didn't know if there's any preachers in here preaching now. I just don't know. Sure. But we got preachers that's on fire for the wrong things, and they're not telling people about sin. You need to repent of your sin. They're not telling people that. They're tickling to the ears, the Bible says, and they just get crowd after crowds after crowds. We have gone to sleep on God, and we're losing generation after generation. Because we're not showing that generation who God is. We have allowed the world to dim our view of God. But I believe we ought to wake up, wipe the sleep out of our eyes, and get a good, clear view of who God is in our life tonight. Jesus didn't come all the way from the glory. To lay down his life and dignity and and wear the flesh of the form of this flesh and put on a crown of thorns to be beaten and mocked for us to lay down on him. He's saying it's time to rise up. It it is time for Christians to stand. We're we're selling ourselves short because we'll sleep on God. I don't know. I, 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 most of y'all have done a lot of traveling. Yeah, there ain't done no traveling. <laughs> we, we, we've done some serious traveling in our lifetime. In fact, we left uh, Clean Texas, which is 28 hours away. We left Clean Texas at 36 hours away. Me and being my young age and knowing that I'm able to do two Great things at one time. We decided we we're just going to drive straight through, all the way back here to North Carolina. Straight through. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, two vehicles, two drivers, two roads. Hey, one down the road. I, there are times I know I fell asleep. There are times I know. You know, those little bumps on the road over here when you hit them. I heard that a lot. I heard them a lot. <laughs> uh, but when I stop, when I stop, I, I get me some coffee. I like coffee. Good, hot, strong coffee. Now, if I'm if I'm driving and I know I'm going to be awake for a long time and I don't have somebody else in the car with me to drive, I go in there and says, give me the oldest coffee that you got. Down in, down in Miami, Florida, they, they gave me a couple of shots of the Cuban coffee. And they said, you can't, you can't take no more than three. It's coffee. Come on. You you no, know, it's coffee. You, what do you mean? You can't, a little bitty cup, you can't have no more than three. So I hit the first one like, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I, I mean it, it just swallowed it good. It's just a good swallow, and that's all it is. She gave him the second one. Can I have another one? You think you can have another one? I hope so. I took that little thing and I turned that up when I did one. All the way back from Miami. You ain't going to sleep you can't sleep I think I was up for 49 hours just walking around. But see, that's what I'm trying to say is that the church needs a shot today in our spirit to get us awake, to, to get us to going to going again. Uh, we get and we're getting sluggish and you're just ready to wear down. Uh, it's like we've been driving and driving and driving. If we come through the motions. We come to church. We go through the routine over and over and over. And when you start doing routines, that's when you start slipping into the sleeping thing. And God needs to give us a shot of function that says, I need to get up and do something something. I gave the move. Amen. Best thing to do when you're driving and you ain't got nobody else with you, stop. Best thing to do. I've drove plenty of times. We at one time said we're going to go to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Here somebody got this bright idea again. Let's just drive straight through. So we got in the car, 12 o'clock at night, drove straight through from orlando or sanford florida all the way into oklahoma city oklahoma got there got sick as a dog laid in the bed for two days <laughs> i'm not kidding well it, sick as a dog both was laying in bed for two days and finally we got ready to get up "You ready to go i said i ain't driving straight through we we're stopping in a hotel we we're gonna go to sleep i am not doing that no we are sleeping on god Cause we've gotten in this routine over and over and we just become mundane I you know the, to me like what I tell you when you come to church you need to be prepared and when you get prepared when you come to church you're excited you need to get excited to come to church you're looking for God to do something too many of us come to church and our whole mindset is when we get to church, hey, preacher, move me if you can. If God can't move me and you can't move me, well, I'm going home and going to bed. It's not my job to move you. You need to move yourself before you get to the church. Amen. Amen. we have gone to sleep on God. I believe a church needs a shot in the spirit to get us awakened again and do the things that we need to do, stand strong in this world. Every time I see somebody get saved, that's like God giving me a shot. <laughs> Go for it, boy. Go for it. Every time I see God do some great things, it's like God giving me another shot and says, Hey, watch this. I, I get excited when God does things in the house of God. Amen. I, I like to see the movement of God. I like to see the spirit move. But he said, wake, awake out of that sleep. And I believe we're gone to sleep. We don't need any more lectures. We need preachers to grab a hold of this word of God. Preach thus said the word of God. Just preach it as it is. to Give us a shot of unction in our spirit that we need to wake up out of sleep. Awake and wake, he said. Then he said, uh, shake off something in verse number two. Shake yourselves off from the dust and rise and sit down. There are some things that we need to shake off from this world that's attached to us. The world has put on us in our past. We're still carrying it around with us. We get this mental mindset from the world which we came from. I I believe this today and age. We've got uh, people that has always been in church. And there's some of us that Jesus didn't uh, find you sitting in the church. He found you sitting at a bar. But he came to where we were at. He, He put lives back together again. But he's found out that some people's lives are not conducive to the Word of God. I, I'm, I'm so glad that God didn't leave me where He found me. And I say that the flesh that we are living in is dying every day. And, and let me just say this. I thought about this. Every time you see me, the only thing you get to see of me is the only part that's dying because the flesh is dying daily. I'm sorry. If I could show you the part that's living, the part that's on fire for God, I'd show you that. But the only time you look at me, you're going to see the part that's dying, the part that's no good. Paul said, a wretched man I am who can save the soul. I am wretched. The only thing you see in me is the part that's no good. But thank God he didn't leave me where he found me. He changed me. He didn't change the outside, but he changed the inside. I'm no longer that old rugged sinner that was. I am born again, bought by the blood. I am his tonight. There are those who are still carrying that flesh around, still carrying those sins around in their life. And the devil, if he had his way about it, he would make you remember every one of them every day for the rest of your life. See, the devil wants you to remember those things because you cannot get freedom from it. The devil wants to keep you bound up in chains of sin and doubt and confusion because you can't get free of it. But Jesus said, Whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. You're free Shake off these things in the world, that stuff that's been attached to you, that your past has been dragging up. Don't let the devil get in your ear to remind you, hey, you remember back when you done that? Remember back when you was there? Don't let the devil remind you. Just remind him they're under the blood. Jesus said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, old things pass away, all things become new. And that's what God is doing. That's what God is doing with each and every one of us every day, becoming you every day, every day renewing our mind, you renewing our spirit. God does that every day with us. We're to renew ourselves each and every day. Even though the world is still on us, we're still living in this flesh, the spirit of God is inside of us and it's growing inside of us. Renew that daily. There's some garments and garbage that we need to shake off. There was I read a story one time. There there was this dog in this town. It's a small town. It's an old raggedy, shaggedy, dirty dog. And and nobody wanted to take it home with them. Nobody wanted to do anything with him. And the kids kind of got a little attached to him, so they didn't, they didn't want to shoot him because the kids had got upset about it. So this man came by and says, I'll take care of it. I'll do what I need to do with that dog. And as I was loading the dog on a the truck, they asked him, says, are you going to shoot him? He said, I promise you, I will not shoot him. He said, Okay. So he drove out into the, the, in the desert park out there, and the, the dog was sitting there looking at him, big old brown eyes, long coat, shaking all that stuff on him, and he started digging a hole. He dug a hole. It was about six feet deep, about four feet wide. He just dug that hole. He looked at that dog, picked that dog up, and put that dog in that hole. And he says, well, I can't shoot him, so what I'll do, I'll just throw dirt on top of him. So he just started showing dirt on top of him, and he looked down, threw another shovel of dirt on him, kept doing that and everything. But he looked down, and every time that dirt at that dog, he kind of like. <laughs> he, he kept throwing it down, kept throwing that dog one. He looked again, said, wait a minute. He started throwing. I mean, he just started throwing. He just started throwing it, and every time he did him, Next thing you know, the dog was so high up that he just walked up out of the hole. And the guy looking at him, can I tell you, the devil wants to put you in a hole. And the devil's going to throw some dirt in on top of you. And all you need to do is, every time you feel something on top of you, the pressure comes on you. The, The feet comes on you. Sadness comes on him. Just, t- just stamp it off. Just keep stamping it Shaking it off. Shaking it off. And next thing you know, you'll be able to step out and say, Devil, you ain't got me now. I'm moving on. Amen. I don't know if y'all like that story or not, but I thought it was a pretty nice story. Amen. Amen. Shake some things off. Wake up. Then he said in verse 9, Break forth in joy and singing. Break forth in joy. Sing together, ye wasted places of Jerusalem. Wasted places. Babylon was allowed to come in and destroy the city of Jerusalem. They were allowed to come in and take the gold, the silver, the vessels out of the house of God. They destroyed, they set the city on fire. When the enemy came in, they attacked the people of God. Can I say this? The devil is not going to be satisfied with just messing around with your life. The devil's not going to be satisfied just tinkling around with you. The devil is not going to be satisfied until he has taken everything that you have, taking your life, and anything worth completely. Take it out of your life. That's what Babylon did to the people of God. But here God's given the people of God a promise. Even in those places that the devil has burnt down, even in those places that Babylon's had burnt down, even in the places the devil has stolen from you, even in the places that Babylonians came in and took your things from you, God says now it's time for you to go start singing in those wasted places. How in the world can people of God sing in a wasted place? Can I say it this way? God has commanded us to sing in wasted places because God is not going to leave you in that wasted place. God's going to find somebody who is messed up. He starts working on them, working on them. Peace don't fit here. He works it over this way. And the devil will start laughing and you know, thinking, he's ruined your life. He's got you in a wasted place. There's no help for you. There's no hope for you. But there's a God that can fix broken hearts. I'm talking about a God that can take walk into an empty place in your life and show up and show out in your life. Listen, church, we need to break out in praising God, singing God. That he's not going to leave us where he has found us. Amen. I'm glad this world is not my home. It is time for us to start rejoicing that God doesn't leave us where he found us. God does not expect us to stay in dark places of life. God wants you to break out, sing, rejoice. He said, well, I don't feel like singing. Because I don't feel God in my life anymore. Start singing. Just start singing. I don't see God in my situation that I'm going through. Just break out singing. Praising God. Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. The reason why we don't feel him anymore, the reason why we can't see him anymore, we don't praise him none. Amen. And the reason why you ought to praise and give him the honor and glory because he has a solution to your problem. Praise him. You're not going to find the answers to your problem in this world. You're not going to find your answers to your problem watching TV. The answer to your problem is in the Word of God. You can find your help and you can find your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. He'll never let you down. He'll never leave you like He has found you. He can change anything about you, your life and everything. It's about time for the church to start praising God. It's about time the church starts singing the glory of God. Singing whether it matters, whether you don't feel like it or not, just start singing. You know know what's contagious? Has anybody been in Walmart and started busting out singing? I'm the only one. Wow, y'all ought to try it sometimes. <laughs> try that. You you just stand out in Walmart every now and then, and just start busting out singing. It's contagious, especially those who love God. and Walks by, next thing you know, you get a harmony going. <laughs> Amen. Next thing, you know, somebody else comes by and wants to join in. Next thing you know, you got four or five people standing down there on the, on the beer alley rejoicing God, praising God. And those that want to come down that aisle and pick that stuff up, when you're down there singing about Amazing Grace, i sweet the sound. I ain't gonna mess with them people. I'll wait till they get through. They stand and amen. You start singing in church, praising God in church, and somebody else will start standing up and praising God and singing God with you, amen. You're not by yourself. The problem is, nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to stand up, praise God. We don't want to do that no more. We've given up on God. We've gone to sleep on God. It's not time for us to sleep. We're living in a day and age that you should not be sleeping on God. You should have more rejoice and praise for God than we've ever had before. Because you know what? We could go home. This could be the day. Look at the world. Good grief. The evil that's going on in this world. Solomon and has nothing on us. Nothing on the United States. There ain't nothing in the United States that hasn't been done in this world. That we, well, we're killing babies left and right. And we glorify that. You don't think God ain't about ready to pull that plug? Like I told you that morning, this morning, when he shuts that door, your choice. Your choice. I don't want to. I don't, ha- I don't wa- Have to wait till I get to heaven to start singing and praising of God. I, I really don't. I don't want to think. If I if I knew, if all I want is, I'm going to wait till I get to heaven before I start praising God. You might as well go home. Might as well go home. Because this is a good time to start praising God, giving Him the glory. Tell him how wonderful he's been to you, because I know he's been wonderful. Every one of them is sitting in here. The reason why I can tell you that, because you hear you breathing. Mm. Amen, amen. It's time for us to wake up. It's not time to go to sleep anymore. It's time for us to get on fire. It's not time to be cold. It's time to move. It's not time to sit. Amen.